Hey, uh, welcome to the Saints Sit and Me, that podcast where we get people on from around the world to talk about how much they love New Orleans. Well, we're m- going to flip it this week on this episode for you. So we've actually got someone from New Orleans to talk to us today. Uh, none other than Max Ortez, a.k.a. Darth Saint. You would have seen him in millions of pictures at the, at the Dome with the superfans. Um Max is also uh, a renowned restaurateur in New Orleans, over 25 years experience. So we're going to talk to him today about his experience in terms of food in New Orleans, his experience as a super fan. And we're also going to talk to him about he has his own podcast, the 28 to 3 podcast, which I'm going to say now is one of my top three favorite podcasts at the moment. Uh, it's really good fun. Up. If you don't, Ma- if you Max haven't just, listened to Max, it. Sorry, Dan, Max just threw up sorry? some merch there. He just threw up a little bit of merch. Look at that. You need to get one of them. Ah, Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Uh, And that is a a premium logo as well. You've got there, Max. Love the logo. (laughs) Appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Max, welcome to uh, St. City and Me. We're we're delighted to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Excited to be on here. You guys are doing a great job with the pod. Corey and I are loving it. And uh, we're going to get Nick to listen to it at some point. (laughs) I appreciate that. Appreciate it. We try, try it, it's hard best. to get him to do anything. It, it's hard to get him to show up to our own podcast. Yeah, so, we, uh, we, we, we've listened. We've listened to the pod, and we we get the feeling that Nick's a little bit like that. Um, he, yeah, he, we'll, he's we'll, a, we'll... In his defense, he's a very very busy man. He uh, he's in medical sales. Uh, has a couple of kids. He literally works eighteen hours a day. So uh, mm. a lot of people say that I've known him my, pretty much my entire life, and he he truly does work that many hours a day. I was going to, yeah. one one of the things I've said before, and I think I said it in the uh, Saints Block Party uh, Discord, one thing that really comes across on your podcast is the longevity of your relationships with Nick and Corey. And there's a yeah. gen- genuine friendship that you can't replicate falsely. It's It comes across in the way you you, know, you engage with each other. And it, that, I think that's what makes it a, such a pleasure to listen to. Uh, uh, for, from my point of view, I, I really enjoy it. I said one of my top three. You know, you know I'll say I, I appreciate that because that's what we were going for. You know, we wanted to create the vibe that we're all sitting in someone's backyard. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who's. Everyone's probably had one too many drinks. You might be smoking a cigar. You're sipping on some more whiskey and you inevitably get into a debate or an argument, whatever you want to call it, about the Saints <laughs> prospects coming up. And, uh, you know, it might get a little heated here and there, but at the end of the day, it, it, it's always, you know, we're always friends uh family yeah, yeah. so it's it, you know it never goes too far those, that, those one of the, one of the fa- and- yeah i was gonna say one of the favorite bits is the fact that when you get heated uh, and it's always a magical thing when cory decides that he wants to get involved in those debates um <laughs> it's pure pure comedy gold they are they really are it's and yeah it's an absolutely brilliant one we'd recommend any not even just saints fans just have a listen it's just three guys just chewing the fat and it's brilliant yeah, and again, I, I appreciate the hell out of that comment. You know, it's uh, it, it Corey hasn't been around as long as the rest of us, I, I guess, in this friendship. You know, but I've been friends with Corey for twelve years at this point, which is a long time. You know, it's just more of a testament to to Nick and I've been best friends since we were, you know, three feet tall. So yeah. oh, uh, wow. there's not anything I can say to him and he can say to me that's going to hurt the other one's feelings. You know, and I think. Uh, a lot of times people are surprised by that. You know, my wife will even say, she's like, I can't believe the way y'all talk to each other sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's fine. You know, neither one of us mm-hmm. remembers anything 30 seconds later. And that's yeah. just, uh, that's from 
35 plus years of just uh, having spirited debates about everything from, you know, the Saints to football cards to video games to restaurants. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just he was one of my partners in the restaurant. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's a it's a long term friendship that's that's been intertwined with business and uh, and pleasure. So, yeah, but Corey, Corey's an awesome addition to the uh, the crew. Um, you know, he's 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 funny as hell, especially when he starts talking about Caden Ellis. Um, <laughs> he's, got some, he's got some interesting takes and, you know, we like to uh, to encourage the uh it's interesting the hotness types, yeah. the temperature of the takes you know we'll 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 poke them here and there and prod them along and uh hopefully those takes come out screaming hot so yeah 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 and and cory is uh, as you say cory's a, a great guy i mean myself and dan we didn't know anything about him until we went over for jazz fest and then he happened to be there on draft night and he is a very engaging guy and uh yeah good company yeah yeah you know he uh he's got one of the best personalities on anybody I've ever met like you can truly drop him in a room of anybody and he's going to be getting along with everybody within five minutes and yeah. it's funny because uh I had to basically twist his arm to get him to go to the meetup during jazz fest you know I knew he was sitting uh sitting around the house watching watching the draft his uh fiance was out of town doing some work stuff so I kept texting him I said dude you got to get out here you need to meet these people you know it's a great group of people it's a great community you know, um, Brian and Adam have done a great job along with everybody else of just building this amazing community. I said, get out here, come meet them. You know, you'll fit right in. And then sure as hell, he's hanging out with y'all the next <laughs> night. And I wasn't even there. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a testament to Corey being able to yeah. uh, basically blend in with just about any any dynamic of people. So I would, I would recommend anyone who wants to get an entry episode to the 28th three podcast is the <laughs> charcuterie board episode it is probably I'm, I'm not just saying this because max on it it's, it might be my favorite ever saints related podcast episode i've listened to i was on the train home for work pissing myself laughing just really enjoying it, it was and it was and it's abstract but it's relatable and it's funny and it's just the kind yeah. of conversations me and my mates would have down the pub that like we've had a couple of drinks we're like compare this to this and it, but it, it just worked it was so good i really really enjoyed it well i mean look the inspiration came from you guys so you know i think yeah. i just started off with possibly a cheese mm. comparison for saying yeah. and, yeah. and then, well, let's take it a step further and uh, include the I, whole the whole board the evolution was fantastic. It really was. Uh, really <laughs> no, I, I loved it because the second I saw, you know, cheese board as an idea, uh, you know, I started brainstorming. I said, "Fuck it, let's just make it as outlandish as possible at this point." Yeah, and, and that was right. That, that that was right in your wheelhouse as well, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it was it was fun to uh, to get back to talking about that sort of thing. Um, you know, that was a, a nightly occurrence when uh, mm -hmm. the restaurants were open from our restaurants. We had three of them. Uh, they were open from 2011 till 2018. And, uh, you know, that's when I met Adam. Adam came through. I don't remember. It was, the, you know, one of those just randoms. You're going back and forth with somebody on Twitter, you know, and we had the same opinion. I'll never forget. It was on Tavon Austin. I don't remember what year the draft was, but we both wanted the Saints to pick Tavon Austin with our first pick. And uh, we we bonded over that. We were both horribly wrong about the take. You know, and, uh, <laughs> we bonded several times, but we found that we had a lot of similar um, takes on what the Saints should do with the draft or what they shouldn't do. You know, the Pat Mahomes was one. I was I was right there with him, not as not as vocal as him about it. Um, you know, he was he was probably first on it just from uh the Texas Tech connection. 
But um, there's been a few of them where we've been perfectly aligned on it. And we just bonded over that. He was in town for, I don't remember what game it was, maybe 49ers. I'm not sure. Um, and I said, hey, man, come by the restaurant while you're in town, you know, and buy you a couple of drinks. He came by. We ended up going to the game the next day, tailgating, doing all that stuff. And then just ever since then, just uh, been been pretty tight. And then Ryan, which is even funnier, we go back further in a more indirect way. It was the old Saints um, website called saintsreport.com. You know, and it's uh, it used to be before the days of social media, this was pretty much your only source of Saints news. And this is the only place where you could get together with uh, – like-minded Saints fans and 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 shoot the shit about how the team was going to do, you know, bitch about things and all of that. And I remember Ryan on there and we would go back and forth on Saints before. So then I saw him on Twitter. I'm like, oh shit, I got to follow him. And then he and uh, Adam got to be tight. So it just was, you know, it's, it's a great thing seeing how how those guys have blown that whole thing up, man. It, it, it's awesome. It's great to see it. Yeah. Inspiration for the rest of us, you know, just getting into the, uh, the podcast game you know we're learning how to crawl at this point those guys are yeah screaming. absolutely i'm sitting there looking at my numbers and it's gone up by one on listeners i'll be honest with you i haven't i haven't looked at a number yet um you know for us the biggest thing is just kind of getting a consistent flow week in and week mm. out you know whether it's nailing the intro each time and you know we'll rotate it and uh give everybody a crack at doing it and just kind of you know see see how it goes and you know just trying to be consistent because that's the hardest thing i mean you guys know this it, it's yeah when you're first starting out man it, it, it's kind of weird when you're you know you know you're being recorded and you kind of gotta i say you kind of gotta filter which i mean i never filter what i say but uh you know Corey's a little more mindful of that being that he's an attorney yes so he's yeah. used to having to be composed and, and, and crafting a, uh, a well thought out argument, you know, and, and Nick and I are a little more, we're a little more crass and, you know, whatever thought pops into the head comes out of the mouth. Um, <laughs> although that being said, you know, Nick is a, a, a goddamn encyclopedia when it comes to, you know, saint statistics, NFL statistics. Um, the dude is, is, he's a fucking savant with that yeah you know so whenever like i'll we'll try to stop him on the show like oh well how many yards did this person have in his career he's probably going to nail the number no matter who it is what position so it's it's a good dynamic but man like 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 you guys were saying dude it's it's week to week man it's tough you know just learning how to crawl you know yeah. and i know ryan yeah. and adam have got it down pretty pretty down pat now so we're just chasing them at this point yeah they, we got they're, they're the uh they're setting the pace for the pack for sure oh yeah absolutely it, it's my favorite listen you know, uh, especially during the season, you know, just getting because I know they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to temper the uh, the takes any. You know, if the team needs to yeah. be loud capped, we, we, we know Adam's going to bring it, yes. you know, and it's always going to be uh, it, it's going to be a fun listen. You know, not enough. You can't get that from the legitimate media. You know, I, I this probably isn't popular to say on the uh, their discord, but I enjoy the hell out of Underhill and Triplets podcast you know it, it's a very informative one they were they were pretty plugged in and, and they do a good job but i also like the the uh, uh the more every man take you know the every fan take that we can get from, yeah you know all of us but you know, it's not but it's not as but that's it's the not as informed the, it's not as polished you know no and the beauty of the whole thing is that you get you it's great to have all those takes. They're different mm -hmm. ingredients aren't they it's different ingredients different pe people have different tastes i'm like you 
I enjoy Nick's podcast. You know, I enjoy yours. I enjoy Ryan Adams. From a Saints perspective, I think that apart from Ross Jackson as well, they're the only ones that I listen to. Um, I, from, I have, from a Saints point of view, I have four on auto download on Spotify. Twenty eight three Saints Block Party, Ross Jackson, and I've also I like what Maddie Hudak's doing on her Before the Whistle, which yeah. is a bit more not necessarily Saints focused, yeah. but for me, understanding more about the game and things that that's quite good for me. So, oh, I got to check that yeah. one out. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's I, I've listened to quite a few of those as well, and she's got some fantastic episodes on there. Nice. Um, her one, genuinely, Max, listen to her one with Ross Jackson because it's okay. uh, it, it's a phenomenal podcast, not just talking about Saints, but talking about their journeys to where they are, but also the trials and tribulations of life. Um, okay, so it, it veers off into different directions, but it's absolutely wonderful. Listen, it really, really is. Yeah, and you know what? You hit the nail on the head. It's it's good that you know we all don't need to have the same opinion, you know. And and it's it's like you see Nick and Corey and I never very rarely share the same opinion on something. Um, <laughs> and I like that all of these podcasts are bringing something different to the table. They're different takes, <laughs> you know, because it wouldn't be any fun if everybody had the same take and the same argument. You know, it's just yeah. too sterile. You're just listening to the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It's going to get stale. It's going to get boring. You know, bring on the different stuff, man. Like I'll listen to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, you know, those guys are, uh, it, it's a different direction than, than some of the other ones. And I like having all these different ones. And, you know, yeah, sometimes I'll listen to, you know, whichever one it is that's on and I'll say, oh, this, that's, a, that's a stupid take. But I respect <laughs> it because they're they're putting it out there and they're attaching <laughs> yeah. their name to it. Um, but I, it's fun to have all these different approaches. You know, with us, we, we don't, we, we stay out of the whole you know, talking about uh, social consciousness, you know, that's, that's, we try yeah. to keep ours focused on, on saints and, you know, the NFL in general, but focused on saints as possible. Um, you know, there's a lot, especially in today's day and age, you know, there's a lot of polarizing opinions when you start talking about politics. Like my degree is in political science. I've, I've yeah. talked enough about politics in my lifetime. I don't, I don't, it's not, it's never a good thing to, to bring out into uh you know, if you're trying to do like a Saints podcast, it's not a good thing for me, for us to bring it into it. Yeah. Now, I do res- I respect the hell out of Adam and, and Ryan for, you know, they're um, being conscious of what's going on at every level. And there's a focus on it, you know, and I respect that. And that's their thing. Like, that's not going to be our thing. We're going to be strictly Saints. It's it's the sports aspect of it and keep it at that as much as possible. Yeah. And and that's what you, you need variation. I mean, obviously what myself and Dan are doing, we're trying to do, I mean, you're as Dan outlined in the intro, this is slightly different to what we normally do because we like to talk to fans from, you know, from countries other than the, the U S about how they go into their fandom, because that's something the way that me and Dan sort of met, we were, we were interested in each other's story at that point. And we're just interested in other people's stories about how they became fans of a of a team and you know of a team mainly that's in a, a, a tiny market um yeah. and it's just interesting to us so we're, we're coming at it from a different angle myself and dan we can't do we can't do the analytics we can't do all that stuff because we we, we haven't got the the background we, in, we just haven't grown up with it have we like you know it's not yeah you want to talk we can do that about soccer and stuff like that but um right. but we yeah we all yeah we sort of recognize that we're not experts by any stretch on on the city or the team. Um, but we do feel that, you know, as we build our listeners up, we've got a duty to bring people like yourself on and just have a different perspective of someone who can actually 
steer us straight on some of our on things and give us some tips for people because yeah we're trying to help people when they come over as well that's a, a thing for us we want to give people yeah. a bit of uh, awareness and stuff so yeah yeah, yeah no and, it's awesome what you guys are doing because it, it's fascinating to me that, that you two guys you know being out of the country and and it's like you said the saints are a tiny market team you know it's not like uh the cowboys have a brand that's known abroad you know teams yeah. like that and it, it's it's always fascinating to me when when i meet people from other countries and it's, you know it's been a couple of times um when we went to the super bowl we ran into a bunch of people who, who were lifelong saints fans which was crazy to me and it's just fascinating you know hearing how people like yourselves have, have come into being a saints fan you know it, it's it's so cool to see because you know we're thinking growing up in the city it's a tiny city it's just you know we grew up here so it's our team it's just it's, it's a simple this is where you, you were born this is the team that was here when you were born that's the team you cheer for you know so it, it's it's amazing to me hearing about how how other people can can come into fandom in different ways it, it's so cool very cool yeah when i was at the uh nsc championship game the the woman next to me she was convinced i was just a tourist who had heard there was a game on the board of tickets she's like no 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 you're not really a fan you you just here on holiday and you've managed to get a ticket i was like no I literally came just for this game, <laughs> but that she was awesome. she was amazed so cool. amazed by it. But yeah, I, I assume you're talking about the uh, the no call mm, game. Yeah, mm. yeah, right, Max, right I, in front of me. Yeah, we we've touched on this previously on this pod, Max. But unfortunately, that was both myself and Dan's first game watching oh. the Saints in the dome. <laughs> and we we didn't even know each other at that point. We um, oh wow okay we, had, we hadn't met, so we'd gone separately. But we both happened to be at that same game. That's Our first time in the city and watching a game. Um, and yeah, uh, what a game. Ugh. Yeah, we, we don't need to dive into the uh, specifics. No, of no, that no, one. no. Terrible. No. Dan, Dan, I think we yeah. should swiftly move on, mate. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. A good on, idea. On, on that note, so see, Max, you've been, you, you're Norn's born and bred. You, uh, you know, we know, we know your story from other podcasts, but you got into your Saints fandom started with a comic. Is that right? Am I remembering that? Yeah, it, it was funny. I was, uh, I guess, would have been nine years old, and it was the 1987 season. You know, the Saints at this point, perennial, lovable losers, you know, never had a winning season. And then uh, that one year, they ended up, I think they went 12 and three or 12 and four, and uh, made it to the playoffs for the first time. City's going bananas. My parents, who weren't even sports fans, you know, my dad was from Cuba. He could give a fuck about football. You know, but they were like, well, screw it. We'll have everybody come over and we'll have a party at the house. And 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 I vividly remember, you know, the lead up to that game, we were at the grocery store and, you know, I'm nine years old. I go to the, the, the comic book section and they had one at this grocery store, which is crazy. And it was a Saints comic. And somebody in the Discord, when I was talking about it, pointed out, oh, you can buy it on eBay. I went and bought it oh, on wow. eBay the next day. So I've got it upstairs. But um. You know, just looking at that and, and seeing how swept up the city was in, in Saints mania at that point. And, you know, being eight, nine years old, it's like it just left a mark where from that point forward, there was just no other way than to be a Saints fan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, it just I guess my mom would say it spiraled out of control at that point. <laughs> but uh, no, it, you know, it, it's probably dictated my mood. And I guess demeanor or not did, demeanor but just mood and just general outlook didn't your sorry, sorry max didn't your um there were times where your mom thought you were genuinely depressed but it wasn't yeah man she's like you know oh god it it was 
Yeah, I mean, I was a little shithead when I was younger. You know, Nick and I both were always getting in trouble. <laughs> but we and, all. Uh, yeah, and uh, so I was generally punished a good portion of the year. And I remember there was <laughs> one year, I might have been 11 or 12, and I was grounded, I couldn't watch TV. And uh, so I made it a point to go sit in the TV room staring at a blank TV. I wasn't banned from listening to the radio. So I was listening to uh, WWL for the NFL draft. And this is when it was only on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, you had the first, I think, three rounds were on Saturday and the rest of it was yeah. on Sunday. I sat there for like 10 straight hours staring at a blank TV, listening to it on WWL. <laughs> and my dad just looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but it's, uh, we just, yeah, it, it's, and then when getting into sports card collecting was another thing that really uh, stoked the flames. You know, Nick and I were big, still are actually big, uh, focused on football cards, but he, he's got some, you know, baseball and basketball and all that. But uh, we were always big into card collecting. So that kept us more in tune with what was going on in the rest of the NFL, you know, because you were looking at like what rookies you wanted to collect and hold on to in hopes that they would hit it big. And then you could flip that card and make some money. But um, yeah, we, it just, it spiraled out of control and, you know, I pretty much ended every year in a bad mood, except for that one year we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, but and always in, a good time. In terms of obviously, a lot of people know you've, you've your Darth Saint persona. Um, in terms of you started doing that, that was like around late nineties. You started started doing that. No, that so right? uh, the 2000s? first time I did the first first time I did any kind of paint was for the uh, the first playoff win back in two thousand. Um, it was a, a very basic paint job at this point. I had uh, the girl I was dating at that time. I want to say we had like an anniversary dinner or, or maybe a birthday. I don't remember. Something that night. So I needed something that would come off pretty easy so I could go pick her up and go out to dinner after. And then, uh, you know, it was, it was here and there, but it really jumped off when we had the reopening of the Superdome after Katrina. So at that point, um, I sh shaved my head and we uh, painted a helmet on my head. And I don't know why we chose a, a Saints helmet, whatever. Just did that. Um, everybody was in a festive mood, went to the reopening of the, of the Dome, one of the greatest, you know, experiences yeah. ever. And then from then on, it's just turned into different variations. Like there was a, a, a Punisher, a gold Punisher design, you know, for a little bit. And then uh, right before the Super Bowl season, so right at the beginning of 2009, I'm like, I kind of had been kicking around the idea of taking the dark mall paint and, you know, trying to uh, do it with the gold. Yeah. And finally I said, I found the contacts. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. This is a sign. Got to do it. And that was the year we won the Super Bowl. So it, uh, it ended up being one of those, you know, very just crazy coincidences that that was the year that I started doing it. And uh, one of the first games that I did the uh, the Darth Saint design was for the Miami Dolphins game in Miami, where they had the epic comeback. You know, and we were sitting front row. There's a picture um, in the Times Picayune or local paper where Drew Brees had just walked past us and high fived us after the game. You know, got it signed <laughs> by Drew, and it's I mean, oh, wow. got a huge frame in uh, in in the, the Saints room <laughs> down there. So it's uh, it was just a very cool coincidence, I guess, that that season that we went to Super Bowl, that's the, the season where I started doing the full-on the full on yeah. paint. So just kept it going at that point. It was I written think, in the stars. I was going to say, I think yeah. Mike, Mike has actually got a specific question about 
that game that you wanted to ask you. But I just want to ask, in terms of those different iterations you had, you've obviously settled on what you like now, but are there any you look back with particular fondness? I think, oh, that one, I really did like that one. If I hadn't have moved on to this, that probably would be where I would be uh, now. There was a cool one I did in Indianapolis. It was for the uh, 2007 season opener um, where we got the crap kicked out of us by the Colts. You know, the Jason David game where he uh, he got picked on after we signed him from the Colts. Um, I did a full-on a full-on skull. So it was just like this gold skull. And it looked, <laughs> it, it came out pretty damn cool. And uh, I've got some, a lot of good pictures from it. Um, you know, we had a blast in Indianapolis in spite of the uh, result of the game. Mm. But um, it was it was a fun time, a fun trip. It was me, Nick, and a couple other buddies of ours. And we just, uh, we ran into Charles Grant at uh, Steak and Shake. We were eating, it's probably, the, the game, I think the kickoff was at 7. It's 11.30. We're grabbing a quick lunch before we go wander around the streets. I'm all painted up. Charles Grant comes walking through. He's got to play in this game in like seven hours. <laughs> and I remember looking at Nick. I'm like, why the fuck is this dude eating at Steak and Shake <laughs> a couple hours before a game? <laughs> but we got we got a picture with him, you know, wished him good luck and all that. And then we promptly got the crap kicked out of us. But uh, no, that one, let me see, I can probably find a picture. But the uh, that was a it was a fun design. The, the, how, obviously, from the, from the perspective of the makeup, how long does it take to actually apply? Man, when I first started, I'm, I... it took about, dude, it took like two and a half hours at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh you know, which was rough for a, a noon game. You know, I at this point, I moved <laughs> into the warehouse district, so I was about a 10-minute walk from the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, I for a noon game, I wanted to make sure we were out on the streets by about 9. So, yeah. do the math on that, I was probably waking up at like 5, 5.15. Jesus Christ. And this is in full swing of the, uh, of the restaurants. So, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, it was tough. There wasn't much sleep at that point. <laughs> yeah, but but Max, you're a young man at that point. We all know what when we're that age, you, you power through, don't you? It, yeah, you do. You have yeah, to. Yeah. You probably won't be able to see this as well. So that's outside the Superdome for the reopener. I think a lot of the helmet had kind of come off at that yeah. point. Oh, that's wow. pretty cool. You know, every, everybody yeah. was just in a celebratory mood because we didn't, you know, half of us didn't think the Saints were were coming back. We thought they were going to move to San Antonio. Yeah. Mm. So here's the skull. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, so it kind of it came through pretty well, but um, you know, once we got to oh, here we go. So this is in Miami for that Dolphins game. So I didn't have the <laughs> horns yet. So this was still just doing the uh, just the paint itself. So, so that was the the beginning of the evolution towards where you got to. Right. So the horns yeah. I got for the uh, for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry for the NFC uh, for the NFC Championship game against the Vikings. So that yeah. was the first time I had the horns. So it was, it's constantly evolved, and then it went to the full on the full on actual costume, which, to be honest, was just entirely too hot to wear in this city. <laughs> um, so you know that was the, I guess the apex of the costume, and then it just became fuck this. Let me strip it down. You know, black yeah, yeah, black yeah. t shirt, black long sleeve t shirt. You know, and and that's good enough because it's too yeah. hot here. 
Yeah. Obviously, you went. You went. Uh, I know because obviously, I think I've listened to you where you were speaking about. You went to the regular season game in Miami where you were actually baking your ass off. And oh my god, uh, yeah. And then obviously came through with the win. And but you, you obviously went to Miami for the Super Bowl. And oh yeah, absolutely. From obviously, we we had a, a friend of ours on Mark who who's an Australian but has been based in the UK for the last twenty years, and he. In November, I think of that year, was it Dan? He he woke up one night and he'd had a dream that the the Saints were going to uh, win the Super Bowl, and he actually booked tickets the about two days later. So he went to that Super Bowl as well in Miami. Um, which yet again, with the point we were touching on about international fans, that's a man who woke up with a dream and booked tickets to a Super Bowl. That's and, awesome, and got to see the Saints win it. What was your I, experience I respect like? A lot of that. What was your experience like when you were in Miami? I'm assuming it was just a four, five, six day party, however long. So we, there. so funny enough, my 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 dad being Cuban, he was so alive at this point. Um, they had sold the condo he had in uh, Key Biscayne, which is 30, 35 minutes away from Miami. Um, so he's like, you know what? There's a, there's a hotel in uh, in Key Biscayne. He's like, I'll pay for I'll pay for your hotel room. He's like, you know, we'll we'll put you up there. I'm like, all right, that's perfect. He's like, it's gonna be a little bit of a drive, so you know, take cabs through all that. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. This little hotel in Key Biscayne. Now, Key Biscayne, basically, ninety percent of the people there speak Spanish only. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it was it was a little it was a little challenging for us to get. By. <laughs> uh, <laughs> luckily, we weren't at the hotel room as much. Um, we got there. We drove, which was 13, 14, 15 hour drive. So we got there, I don't remember what day, probably a Thursday. And just, I think I was painted up for four straight days. It was just like reapplying paint. Um, there was at one point, there was a big Saints pepper alley at one of the hotels. And I think WGNO, one of our local uh, stations, their news guys were set up, do interviewing random fans. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go talk. So <laughs> I get up there, I don't know what the hell I said. I'm blasted out of my mind. So my mom calls me up. She's like, so I just saw you on the news. I'm like, oh, that's good. She's like, did I curse? She's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, all right, that's all I want to know. We're good. So, uh, we did that. We were just, you know, bouncing around on South Beach. Man, there were so many people we knew there. You know, it was, it was almost like a lot of the people we knew in New Orleans just got up and relocated to South Beach for, yeah. for a couple of days, you know, maybe a week. Man, we were, we partied our asses off, ate good food, um, and it was funny. After the Super Bowl, you know, you would think you'd go to South Beach, and you always play it out of your mind. It's like, we ever win the Super Bowl, I'm going to go. We're going to just rage wherever the uh, the party is. We didn't do that, man. We ended up going to a Denny's, and, uh, you know, I'm sitting there like paint's <laughs> kind of dripping off. My buddy in the, uh, the Halo costume, you know, he stripped all his <laughs> shit off, and uh, we were sitting in a Denny's just throwing down on like a, a Grand Slam breakfast, you know, he just starts singing randomly. We're having a great time. Um, get back to the hotel room and just watch highlights for the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't yeah. go at all like I thought it would from a just from a perspective of, you know, we were just worn out and just kind of wanted to just savor the moment as much as possible. So yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 great, great. It must have, think, it must have been <clears throat> overwhelming. It, it just like that whole experience of, of obviously the win and whatever. And as you're saying, it's like adrenaline during the game and at the end of it it's like you it's almost like you're flaked out you just want to take it all in you're spent man there's really god you just don't have any energy left and then 
you know, we we were driving back the next day because when we found out there was going to be a big mm. uh, Saints Super Bowl parade, and the parade passed right by my condo. Oh, my oh fuck, wow. we got to get back. So we <laughs> yeah. drove, you know, it's like a 12-hour drive, I guess it was, 13, I don't remember. We got back. The whole way back, I'm ordering, like, Saints Super Bowl merchandise. You know, just, <laughs> like, the Sports Illustrated thing comes up, and it's like, get the DVD, and then something else pops up. Get the flag, get this, and I'm like, All right, bye, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> and, um, you know, the next couple of weeks were just package after package, getting delivered to the house. But uh, we got back in time. And when I tell you, it was the biggest parade the city's ever seen. You know, this city, yeah. city known for parades. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chaos. There was, uh, uh, but it was controlled chaos. And like Drew Brees later in the night ended up at Lucy's, one of the, the local bars. And he did the uh, the chant in the middle of the bar. Oh. And my buddy was the one who uh, recorded it. And it went viral wow. all over the news and all that. So it was a mm. wild time. You know, it, it just... I, I can't even explain to you how a city that's predicated on on partying and having a good time somehow up the ante like mm. seven levels over this yeah. two or three week period from when we won the NFC Championship till post Super Bowl. Like it's just yeah, yeah, it was wild. And I know you guys have, have experienced the city. You know, you guys have been on Bourbon Street and and done all that. And it, it's it, it in itself is is a wild time. But man, I'm telling you, ramp that up. You know, hundred yeah. times, and it's, I mean, we, that still doesn't do it justice. We went yeah. to, we came over from Mardi Gras last year, and I, I, I still it gives me shivers when we walked around the corner on Royal. I think it was on Royal when we just rounded the corner and we just saw people like on a cart jumping up and down, dancing. And the, the play, there's nothing like it ever anywhere. And to add a Super Bowl win onto that kind of party mentality, I meant we've said me and Mike have both said that if we ever get to a Super Bowl again we will go to New Orleans to watch it if we can't get tickets to the Super Bowl because I'd rather be there than anywhere else to watch the Saints in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and that was an argument a lot of people made. You know, I, I was dead set. I said, I will, if we, whenever we go to a Super Bowl, if we make it again in my lifetime, I will be there. And there's no yeah. question about it. Um, but I will figure out a way to get back into the city in time mm. to, to uh, you know, go hit Bourbon Street. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. and just kind of, you know, it, Bourbon Street's not something the locals do as much, but no, but on, a, know, on an occasion like that, on an occasion there. like that, I yeah. think it's uh, can, it's one of those things where, yeah. you know, you got to do it. Can mm. you imagine if if we did it in like, is it twenty twenty six? We're hosting Super Bowl. Man. Can you imagine mm. Saints getting to yeah. Super Bowl when it's at the dome? Yeah, oh, everyone yeah. else, everyone else might as well just go home and give up because that place will be rocking. Yeah. yeah, I mean the thing yeah. about yeah again from from somebody like myself and and Dan who who go who try and get over at, at least once or twice a year, even when the Saints host the Super Bowl, I, I'm going to pre-book that so I'm going to be there. So I, I don't really care. I mean, obviously, I want the Saints to be there and that'd be magical. But I'd actually love to sample that city when the Super Bowl's there because you know, as Dan said, we went to Mardi Gras. Uh, last year and it was a wonderful experience for us because I think it was the first year after that after COVID where they're allowed to do it I know this year they were saying this is when it really came back yeah um, but it was a wonderful experience and Dan sort of touched on it I remember me and Dan were we were in the UK and we were like right we've got to obviously on Mardi Gras we've got to dress up we've got to get our outfits we've got to do this yeah it's awesome I think myself and Dan thought we were really really sort of quite 
dressed up and we came out the hotel on the day of Mardi Gras. We we'd had a very, very heavy Lundi Gras max. We were fucking <laughs> we were wankered. <laughs> I think that's that's putting it lightly, Dad, isn't it? We were absolutely uh, blitz. It was it's when we get the Pat O'Briens, it, it was a tipping point. It just it spiraled after. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we come out, we come out of Mardi Gras. We're thinking, God, we're we're dressed. We know what we're doing. I, I had a glitter, about a, a gold glitter jacket, and I was like, Look at me! I look, I'm I'm amazing. And we walk outside, and like, I'm fucking underdressed. Yeah, <laughs> it, instantly we were like, Fuck, we're underdressed. This is not good. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a yeah, it's a ma- magical place. We we absolutely. It, Look, Loved man, it. for Mardi Gras, it is. It depends on where you are as far as whether you're underdressed or not. Because, man, there are certain areas where it's just wild. You know, yeah. we went to, uh, we went to, uh, I guess it was the Marini by the R Bar and all that for one of my wife's friends' um, houses. They had a party. It was, I guess, Mardi Gras day. I'm walking around in a Teen Wolf costume. She's got a, an Alice in Wonderland costume, <laughs> and it's just. No one bats an eye. I mean, there's some of the craziest uh, costumes you'll ever see. Everything is just sequins flashing. You know, it, it's it's wild, man. And and I ride an yeah. Endymion, which is uh, one of, if not the biggest parade of Mardi Gras. It's the one that happens on Saturday. Yeah. And that I've gotten to where I only do it every other year at this point. So this is my year to ride because, man, it it is one of those. It will kick the crap out of you. Yeah. And this is one of those things where if I can get two spots ever, I'm going to call you two and you two got to come ride because this will <laughs> blow your mind. I think there's there's nothing like it. And and it's you haven't seen anything until you have literally been in one of the, the super parades of uh, Mardi Gras. It is, it is just craziness. I, this I, is I, shit I, you would never think you would see. Yeah. I got in on the Saturday, didn't I, Mike? So I, I got in just as Indemnion had finished, but the streets were... Yeah. Just wild. Just as I was coming down in the cab, yeah. I was like, "Fucking hell, what have I done?" Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it is nuts. That uh, that phrase you used, wanker. I don't know what like higher level than that, but we were we were five times that. that that's <laughs> pretty, that's <laughs> pretty, that's pretty word, that, you're topping out. Yeah, oh, wanker, or shit face, Mike. Which yeah, I think, I think shit shit face is a little bit above wanker. Yeah, uh, wanker shit face is, is when you're at yeah yeah. I would say like, like we control. with us we're we're shit faced. When you get on the float, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to get yeah. on the float at two two o'clock, which is about three and a half four hours before the damn thing even starts rolling. So oh, you got you man. can't move because you're surrounded by beads, <laughs> and so you, you just sit there and drink. And it's uh, polluted is the best way to describe it. Yeah, like, by the time yeah, you get yeah. off the uh, you get off the float, all the wives are like, "Hey, let's have a good time. Let's dance and do that." It's like, no. No, no. <laughs> See, like, I, I take I take it there's toilet facilities on the floats. You don't want to have to use it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Like with with us, the we usually load up so many extra beads that they're sitting on top of the toilet. So you, you pretty much would have to get two-thirds of the way through the ride before you can even lift up the seat. So it's it's wild, man. It's it's mm-hmm. we've had people pass out. While we're waiting to even start the parade, so it's uh, it's, it's, it's that, wild, man. Max, it sounds like a British person's heaven. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Uh, and, and from what yeah. I've seen of you guys, I think you would both enjoy the hell out of it. So yeah, we, we can get two spots it. open up. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get this there. on. Uh, we'll get this on visit, visit New Orleans. 
this this clip just to, to sell it to the Brits when they do one of these campaigns in the UK. <laughs> the Brits will be all over yeah. it. I tell everyone. I, say, I mean, wanna... they they will be, man. I'll look. I'll send you, next time I see you guys at the meetup. I'll uh, I'll show you some videos from on the float. Yeah. You'll see that. And you'll understand what I'm saying. It, it's it is. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. We'll put it that well, way. Well, th- theoretically, Max, I'm because I think our plans have slightly changed because myself, my wife, and my two sons. My my eldest son is 27 this year. And my youngest son is going to be 21. And we we were waiting for my youngest son to hit 21 before I took him to the city. Because obviously I want him to be able to go into bars, everything, enjoy himself. So we're looking to come over next year for Mardi Gras. Nice. Since then, since then my wife has sort of said that she might not come. So it might just be oh, me and my two sons. So That'll be, I, yeah. I, I'm not gonna hit you up. I'm not gonna hit you up to ride, but I'll hit you up because I think you. Oh no, no, hit me up. We, we, we. Uh, there might be some things we can get you into. That'll be fine. Yeah, um, I gotta see. You could, you could show my sons what what the city is really oh, like. Man. It, it's yeah. it's wild. There's a uh, mm. there's this one event. I don't know the best way to describe it because we're not supposed to talk about it. It's a very <laughs> hush hush thing unless you're a part of it. But uh, Corey, Corey's involved in it. He he. He and another one of our friends got me in on it. And, uh, you know, Nick hasn't done it yet, but he's, he's a member of it. It happens the Thursday before Mardi Gras, and it is just a colossal, wankered-out shit show. <laughs> and uh, it is uh, – I can't really say anything else about no, it. That's fine. It's just I'm one fine. of those things where it's like if you're there, you know, you can't tell if anybody you, else yeah. much about it, but – if we might there, be. I'll, we'll see yeah. if we can get Corey to, to find three spots if y'all are coming. Yeah, yeah. Four spots if, if you were coming. there, you don't remember you were there. That's yeah. how good it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. You ain't yeah, yeah. seen me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, you know, there, there might be some. You know, there, there's probably not any pictures or, or videos or anything floating around because it's it's, yeah. it's one of those don't don't t- don't ask, don't tell. Simple no, as that, but uh, Corey, Corey's he's the man with connections on that, so that might no, be something brilliant. that we can uh, so let us know if y'all are coming and we can, yeah, we can I, I we can absolutely will. Can I, can I ask a question which is sort of related to um, sort of festivals in the city? Because, um, so obviously, I think one of the things that me and Dan are trying to do is as well as get over for a game every year. We're also at the moment sort of trying to get over for every one of the sort of cultural sort of festival things. So obviously we've done, we did Mardi Gras last year. We did Jazz Fest this year. Um, in your opinion, what, what is your favorite? And if it's one of those that we've already mentioned, what what would would be? Yeah, to me, it's definitely it's definitely Mardi Gras. Uh, yeah. To me, you know, I was always a big fan of Mardi Gras growing up. Uh, my parents would get a hotel room on St. Charles Avenue Every year, the same room, they'd have the people. You get it the Wednesday before and you check out the Wednesday after. You have them pull out all of the beds, all the furniture. We lined it with ice chests, folding tables. And it was basically a place where you could go and uh, use the bathroom if you needed to, refill your drink, eat some Popeyes. Yeah. You know, if you had to sit down for a few minutes, you could sit down. Yeah, um, yeah. So we had that pretty much from when I was shit, seven or eight, all the way till probably like 22, 23. And, uh, it's Mardi Gras. I, I don't partake as much as I used to. Now it's it's Icarus, the thing I was talking about, and yeah. uh, Endymion. Those are my two my two days, Thursday and Saturday. So I've scaled back 
my Mardi Gras shenanigans a lot. You know, what I mean, the older you get it, it's yeah, absolutely. It takes dude, out it's, you, it's, it's it? tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, and going, we had a great time this year on Mardi Gras Day, going to the quarter, you know, hanging out at someone's house, having a place to to use the restroom and just kind of chill if you needed to chill. Yeah. Uh, so there's ways to do it, but I, I think Mardi Gras is probably the, the most, it, it's got to be at the top of anyone's list. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jazz Fest, you guys did that this year. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Well, you got like Saints game, you know, is always that's that's got to be up there, but you guys have done that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, do, do you know what the great thing this year, Max, is that obviously, even with myself and Dan starting this podcast, we, we've sort of had people get in touch with us who have never been to the city, who actually are now for the first time they're going to go to the city this year. So they're they're all coming over for the um, the Bears game in November. I think there are two or three people, isn't there, Dan? That, that I think it's more than that. Some people still yeah. messaging me at the moment saying they're going to try and try and get over. Yeah. There's at least four of us for the UK, yeah. maybe five. That's awesome. Yeah, and so they're going to get they're, they're going to get that, you know. And, and we as, as sort of international fans, as we were saying, forget the game that we went to, but the experience of going to the dome for the first time. Yeah, you know, being in Championship Square, like the fact that you can be in the French Quarter having a, a beer or whatever you drink and, and walk five wait, minutes and, and you're at the Superdome. Yeah, yeah, walk there. It's it's just a wonderful experience. Um, and so we're we're excited that because myself and Dan are going to be there in November for that game. So we're going to have UK fans that have never been there that you know we're going to be with, and that's going to be a wonderful experience for us just to watch them. Yeah, experience that whole thing, which is great. Um, yeah. No, it's going to yeah, be great, my... especially in November. It's nice and cool, hopefully. Because, yeah. <laughs> dude, our September yeah. games are fucking brutal. Mm. So bad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this temperature right now, like, I know I said it earlier. I mean, it is, it is it's unforgiving is the best way. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's like taking a shower and then you just throw some clothes on without drying off. That's what it feels like walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, yeah. in November, I think that's going to be, it's a great time to come to the city. You know, you're creeping up on the holidays everybody's in a festive mood pretty much once you get around Thanksgiving time. Um, and that's the thing, you know, New Year in this city, in my opinion, doesn't happen until Ash Wednesday, which is the day after Mardi Gras. Because mm-hmm. for us, it's like, you got October for Halloween, the French Quarter. That, that's what I would say, October, come down for Halloween. Yeah, I, I was there I was there last year for Halloween. Um, okay. And it was fantastic. The one that I, I've always wanted to go, and I was actually, before Dan this year, sort of said that you wanted to go to Jazz Fest. I wanted to go to French Quarter Fest because from my understanding, that's, is that a decent it, it, one? Or? Dude, it was great. It was great back in the day, you know, when, it's, oh, right. when it was a little bit smaller. Um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been, it's probably been about seven or eight years since I've been. Yeah. Um, but it, it was always a good time when it first started. You know, it was yeah. smaller, not as many people knew about it. Um easier to get around and navigate the whole process and like that, anything else did, in the city it's blown up and it's huge now yeah like, did that used to be the more sort of local festival yeah the one that wasn't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which because yeah. the, the people that i've spoken in the city that's the one that they they tended to lean towards to be their favorite but as you were saying now it's it's the city it's commercialized so now everybody jumps on board such as yeah. me you know, yeah I'm a, I'm a tourist i'll say this though it's like excluding june july and august and probably september <laughs> the rest of the year you can come to this city and find something that's going on yeah 
you know, you really don't want to come during June, July, August, September, because it's so hot. And, and yeah. you know, people, the French Quarter looks like it's deserted. You know, it looks like a, a zombie apocalypse broke out and everybody, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> flew to coop. Uh, and you, you just don't want to do anything, you know. Yeah. And it, it's But when you come to the rest of the year, you, know, you got French Quarter Fest usually in April, Jazz Fest the end of April, first week in May, uh, Mardi Gras anywhere from early February to, to even early March. So there's always something going on then. I think pretty much once you get to like January and it's playoff time, like if the Saints are good, yeah. you got a stretch of like four months where there's mm. shit going on and it's going to be fun and there's really no wrong time to come to the city. Um, particularly if if Mardi Gras is in late February, early March, because usually the weather is yeah. as good as it's going to be yeah. here. That's what it was for us when we came. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was, yeah. it was perfect. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. And look, man, that is the outlier. That's like one or two weeks out of the year. You know, you guys, y'all really lucked out um, being here when mm. you were. Because, man, it is not normally like that. It's usually, it can, you catch the wrong weekend here, it's bad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it, and yeah. It'll, it'll ruin it'll ruin your mood, man. It is, it's just too fucking hot. <laughs> it's to do anything. <laughs> so just like get the uh, cinema, that's it. Just sitting there. Oh, man, like, like we're going on, uh, we're going to, to Florida tomorrow. We'll be at the beach for a week. And, you know, so we're wrapping up work today. And, uh, you know, the wife and I were like, let's go, let's go get some tacos. And then we're going to go get some Hanson snowballs. I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. And normally when we go to Hanson's, it's on a Saturday or a Sunday. And I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. I'm still in work clothes at this point. Mm. So we're standing in line. And, dude, I'm just sweating my ass off. And I look at her and I'm like, there is no other place in the world that I would wait in line for other than this place. <laughs> because I know the end result is going to be so good that it's worth it. Yeah. We, we know... We know. You're a you're an advocate, aren't you, of Hanson's? Oh my Twitter. God, man! It is think... the well, it is the greatest. <laughs> Look, in a, it, I, I've said this several times. I don't know if I've said it on the pod yet, but uh, in a city of well-known and established restaurants and, and bars, to me, there is no better experience than going to Hanson's. There's no better food or beverage experience. Because a snowball, it's not quite a beverage. It's not really a, a food item. But, you know, overall, that's if someone's in town from some other city, I'll take them there before I take them anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it's because, I mean, look, there's a reason they have a James Beard Award. I mean, Jesus Christ, a fucking snowball stand has a James Beard Award. Think about that for a minute. Mm, like, they're doing something that is, that is that unique and that groundbreaking. We go twice a week. Yeah. Like, no kidding, we go twice a week, and we, we change up the flavors. You know, recently we've been changing up the flavors every time. They run specials every week. And it, it's, it's, I'm their biggest advocate and I will be their biggest advocate until that point. Yeah. It'll never close, but it, it is yeah. just the best. Mm. I, I, I haven't had it. We had a snowball magazine, didn't we, down the Garden District? Yeah, yeah. We seen last time. I had the uh, watermelon jalapeno, which was, which was, which was quite nice. Mm -hmm. you know, diff a different flavor. Next, next you time it... you're here. Next time you're here. Oh, yeah. Definitely. definitely. But you, you segue us nicely into, the other topic we wanted to talk to you about, which is you know cuisine in New Orleans. Yeah, you're the first person we've had on the pod that we've actually been able to do some research on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, not like a, yeah. I'm not saying like a stalker. My first question <laughs> is, what the fuck is a face off, and why does it sound like the best drink ever invented? Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, so, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So, sorry, Max. Before you, Max, before you go any further, I know this was at one of the restaurants that you ran, which is no longer you're no longer involved with, or is there? 
Well, we, we, we close we the call, it, it, Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's is not there in a, existence anywhere. No. So is there no way that myself and Dan can get this? We could possibly replicate it. Um, we'd have to check and see. Yeah. So I'll give you a little background on the drink. So I apologize if you hear the dogs barking. It's that's fine. Ah, uh, not a problem. We um, so we had a very robust charcuterie program at Root. So Root was the first restaurant we opened up. Modern American cuisine, very creative, off the wall stuff. Like our signature dish was uh, scallops coated with uh, chorizo dust, served in a scal- in a cigar box. And then we piped in smoke. So it would come out to the table. You open up the cigar box, smoke's going everywhere. And it actually complemented the flavor of the uh, of the scallops. So the charcuterie program, so they started making this thing called face bacon. So basically, you we would get the whole pig in. And this might be 150, 200 pound pig, whatever. So you see it on the table. I mean, this thing's huge. So what they would do is we tried to use every aspect of the pig you know you don't want anything to go to waste kind of like a boucherie which i'm not sure if you guys have heard of those uh they'll do that in northern louisiana you know basically they'll get a a pig they'll slaughter it break it down and it goes off into different sections and and every aspect is utilized so with the face bacon so basically they would we we said we would say surgically remove the face of the pig you know you take the the, uh the snout the ears you dice them all up uh you let up you add a lot of herbs and uh and spices you roll it up into a roulade, so it'd be about that big around. Uh, wrap it in a cheesecloth. They would smoke it, and then you would let it uh, cure for a period of time. I don't remember the uh, the amount of time that it cured for. But so at the end of the day, you pull it out, and it's a charcuterie item at this point. So you put it on the slicer and you slice it up. So we decided to start taking the uh, the tips of it and making face bacon bourbon. So we would take the uh, the tips of it, you render it down in a pan, so you got all the, the fat wash. So then you'd mix that with bullet bourbon. So the My process favorite. was uh, you could sous vide it. So you'd seal it, vacuum seal it shut, so it's the, uh, the face bacon fat wash, the bullet bourbon, which already has a smoky flavor to begin with. So you uh, vacuum seal it, sous vide it. I don't remember, remember the temperature. Um, you'd let it go for a little bit, throw it in the freezer, all of the fat would uh, rise up to the top. So then you'd open it up, you skim off the fat. And then at that point, you strain it through a cheesecloth a few times. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. I love bullet. You strain it through a cheesecloth a few times. And then at the end of the day, the product, it had this amazing flavor where you could, we would serve it. We would serve like a piece of the face bacon and then like a little shot of the, uh, of the uh, face bacon bourbon next to it. And you could take a bite and then you take a sip and the flavors were just, it was there. And it was, it was, it was mind blowing. Um, so with that, the face off was one of the signature cocktails using the face bacon bourbon. And man, I, I'll tell you right now, there's not a, there's not a, a month that goes by where I'm like, fuck, I could go for some, uh, some face bacon bourbon. Mm. Mm. I, I, it's so I, good. I, I read an interview with, if you were getting prepping for the podcast, I just see it in there. I was like, that sounds fucking amazing. To be honest, Max, as you were explaining it there, I could I could feel that Dan was getting erect. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> him, him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes uh no, man, it was it was a really it was a it was a real fun time, man. It was a moment in time, yeah. you know, we opened in 2011, I would say. 
I think the Super Bowl was here in 2012. And when I tell you, 2013, I guess it was, when I tell you we were probably the, the and obviously I'm a little biased, but we were probably the uh, the top restaurant in the city at this point for about, you know, there was a, probably a year stretch. And this is when it was just the one restaurant. Yeah. And man, for that Super Bowl, because we were right down the street from the convention center where there were a lot of events going on. Man, we had any anyone that was on NFL Network, you know, was in the restaurant. Any actor that was in town was in the restaurant. And, you know, it was just loaded. I remember having conversations with Peter King at the uh, at the bar, you know, because he couldn't get a seat because it was just packed. <laughs> and talking to him, so, you know, sent out some scallops for him. And he wrote about it in the uh, in his column, the Monday morning quarterback, that next Monday. And I just yeah. remember seeing that being like, man, that is so cool. You know, how, what's like, how did this even happen? Because we were just, you know, we were doing well. And then it just, it's like you just slammed on the gas right around the Super Bowl yeah. time. And then we just rode that way for uh, for a few years. So it was the face making bourbon was very cool. The scallops were another one. I remember uh, Cam Jordan's rookie year. He came into the restaurant and he he uh, he's like, man, what should I get? And I was like, well, the scallops are my favorite. But, you know, the duck, everybody likes that. And he's like, all right, fuck it. Give me both of them. I'm like, all right, all right here we go. <laughs> So he's a big know, man. He, yeah, big man. He has to put those that that protein and all yeah, that stuff in. Yeah, yeah man. And, and, and look, it was we were getting Saints players in there on a, on a regular basis. You know, always a good time. Um, you know, we got to know a few of them just from from those experiences. Uh, and we tried to make sure it was a very, you know, welcoming environment. You know, we, we never not at any point we were never saying, you know, hey man, I need to get a picture with you. I need to do this. It's just like, hey, what's what's up? Welcome in. You know, here's a shot of whatever. Uh, you know, the shot we made up that, you know, turned into the, the hot the hot ticket for those guys was the uh, Mescalamison. So it was Mescal and Jameson, which Oof. is a disgusting combination. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of disgusted with myself that we, we came up with this. But, you know, it became a thing. Like Roman would come in. He's like, man, give me the Mescalamison. I'm like, all right, I guess we got to do it. So it just it, came, it turned into a thing. I think I feel like Adam had it once or twice. I'm not sure. Um uh, there was a tequila I got him on that he uh, he swore by for a little bit, but um, no, man, it was it was it was a fun time. It was a good moment in time, you know. It's almost like, you know, there was this six or seven year period where all this yeah. kind of crazy weird shit was happening, and it's like we can look back on it now, like, man, I'm glad I made it through that. But uh, yeah. it was a fun time in the city, and it, it happened to coincide with us uh, being, you know, relatively successful with the restaurants. So it was, it was a good time all around. I'm kind of part of me is glad that it's those days are you know a little bit yeah. over with you know and I can be a little more uh, relaxed and uh, what's the word responsible than well, we you, were you, back then. I was gonna say you talk about your schedule you you work in the restaurant and then you get up at five o'clock to go to Saints games and stuff oh, like it's man. gonna be dragging. Oh, the restaurant what? was open till two. The restaurant was open till two in the morning. So oh, imagine, oh, yeah, you turn around and like you know you're probably. I mean, look, I I never closed it. I had managers that were closing it but i would be there late with you know bringing people in to, to spend money and you know we'd, we'd have a good yeah. time with them and uh it was a couple of times where you get two or three hours of sleep wake up because you're so excited to go to the game we got drew Brees. we're great at this point sean payton you know it's just an amazing era and uh man it was i probably took a few years off my life over those couple <laughs> yeah, of years yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna, I, did have a, uh, I, did, I did have a, uh, a question I'd actually written down, like, and you, you've alluded or leading onto it um, in terms of you know you had the players come in, you 
you built friendships with with Roman. That friendship is still still in place today. You strike me as someone who doesn't really get starstruck. You take it in your stride. But was there any, ever any point where someone would come into the restaurant and you'd be like, "Fucking hell, Max, keep it together." I like I can't believe that person's in here. Or yeah, man, look, it's it's funny you ask that. Uh, there was a time. So my condo was a block and a half away. So you know, when you're going to a restaurant, you're you're never really off the clock. You might just go home and kind of get away for a little bit. So I had always told my guys, I said, look, you know, if if you ever have an issue, just text me help. I'll be there in five minutes. You know, whether I'm sitting on the couch and, you know, shorts and a t-shirt, I'll throw on a suit and I'll be there. Um, There was one time, I think it was a, I want to say it was a Sunday night. I was getting ready to go to dinner and uh, I get the text and it's Sylvester Stallone is here. So I'm like, (laughs) so dude, I'm a, I'm a huge Rocky fan. You know, give me, give me Rocky three and four or two of my favorite movies that we watch over and over again. You know, it's been that way since I was shit, four, five, six years old. And uh, so I hear Stallone at that point. I'm like, all right, hold on. Not going to dinner yet. I'm going to the (laughs) restaurant. I got to make sure this dude's all right. Go in there. And it was kind of depressing to see i mean he's, he looks so old man so they were filming the expendables at this point the first one all right and they were filming it a, a good portion of the filming was at this warehouse which was about 50 50 yards away from my condo so those guys like we saw Dolph Lundgren a couple of times you know all the guys that were in the expendables and uh but seeing Stallone man I don't know why I just had, had built this image up over the past shit 35 years at that point, you know, Rocky Balboa, you know, yeah. he's, he's the man. Mm-hmm. And then you meet him in person. He's kind of like hunched over and he's like, Hey, you got a great place. I'm, I'm just looking at him like, Oh my fucking God, this guy's old. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, but it was, Max, uh, Max, sorry. Could I point something out on that one? Uh, at that point he would have been old. No, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, this, was, this was probably yeah. eight, eight years ago, I would guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got to be 70-something at this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but it was just how small he was. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm 5'11", maybe six feet, and I mean, this dude was short. And it was he just, was all, he just well, kind of that, looked feeble. But that was also the thing about him when he was in the Rocky films, because he is only about 5'8". So I would say like 5'6", man. He's Yeah, he's yeah. I'm assuming with age, you know, mm-hmm. you shrink a little bit. I, I'm getting there. I used to be six foot one, but I'm now about six foot. Well, I was six feet. I went down my physical last week. I'm now like five eleven. I'm like, what the fuck? Exactly. Shrink. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, but yeah, but I think he's always been. But, but what, a, what a magical moment, though. Even though, just I mean, those names, cool. the names. But even beyond Sylvester, it's like the names that you were listing off. I think me and Dan were both uh, at certain points during that that time when you were. I think me and Dan were like, oh my God, oh my God. But you <laughs> took all that in your, you, but you would have took all that in your stride because that was your job. At the yeah, time and look, and, yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is like working in restaurants in New Orleans, you know, the ones I worked at before Urban and my own were very, I mean, I was working at John Bash's flagship restaurant called Restaurant August. And uh, they won a James Beard Award when we were there, best food and service. Um, they were one of the first restaurants to reopen after Katrina. And, you know, any celebrity you could think of, like you 2 the day before they played at the Superdome for the reopening, was having dinner in the private dining room. You know, we were taking care of those guys. Um, any any reporter or celebrity that has come through the city has probably gone through that restaurant. Like when Sean Payton was in town 
I guess, for his interview to become coach. He came in August and I took care of him. It was uh, Mickey Loomis, yeah. Sean Payton. I want to say Jimmy Buffett was at the table too, or something <laughs> weird like that. But, uh, Jimmy you know, you just, yeah, yeah, and it's, that's the thing though. You you don't you don't even bat an eye, dude. Like you'd be walking down the street and like Brad Pitt and Angelina Angelina Jolie were like walking a you know yeah. had their baby in a carriage or whatever back in like fuck this would have been what it was seven or eight I guess. You just you you see these people all the time and it's just kind of you don't really notice it. Yeah, like, yeah you you become blase to it, don't you? If you're seeing that many people, you kind of do, like, and it, yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're all people. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time, you know. It's exactly. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. We we all got but, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Sort> of, <laughs> even, even the queen takes a dump, well, she doesn't anymore. But uh, oh, yeah, no I'm kidding. It's <laughs> a little, that's a little bit insensitive to certain hey, UK fans. I like <laughs> it. Um. What, what's the what, what's the biggest challenge of running restaurants in New Orleans, Max? Because it is a city that is so associated with food, and there's an expectation Man, I, from everyone. I think it's more it, it's the it's the competition level because, like you said, you know, it's first of all we're just we're the smallest big city in the country, yeah. And per capita, you know, there's more restaurants per capita in this city than there are in anywhere else in the United States. Like it's mind blowing when you think of the number of restaurants that are here. And, you know, you, it, it's a dog eat dog world. You got to really be putting your best foot forward if you're going to uh, maintain a, a solid market share. You, you know, there's a lot of places that open up and, you know, quite frankly, they're not that good and they don't last, you know, and it, it's the real good ones that stand the test of time. You know, everything needs to be, needs to be working. Like owners have to be on the same page. You know, you got to be there. You got to be present. Servers need to be, you know, Focused on what the uh, the goal is. Same thing with the kitchen staff. It, it's every level of the operation you have to have eyes on, and if you don't, you'll be left in the dust. You know. And for us, we uh, we went out on our own terms. You know, my partner, or my main partner was the chef. I was in front of the house, and he uh, we kind of had differing uh, philosophies on where we wanted to take everything. So all of us gave him a chance to buy us out. And we said, if you can't buy us out by this point, we're going to go ahead and shut it down. So it's, uh, you know, we, we went out on our own terms. You know, I, I would not want to have navigated the waters of uh, uh, COVID. I don't think, yeah. I, you know, a lot of my oh, friends who still have restaurants, it, it was a nightmare for them. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine owning a restaurant in the height of COVID because that just would have been stressful. You know, yeah. I'm not a person that usually gets very stressed about <laughs> stuff. You know, I, I kind of my mindset is things are going to work out. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to spend too much time worrying about it. And uh, but that would have been that would have been a tough situation. It wouldn't have been yeah. It wouldn't have been fun. I'll put it that way. So no, you know, now and, being, and the whole yeah, but being, being out of that the, world like now, yeah. like I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in food sales now. You know, working. Yeah. I, I go find restaurants to buy from from our company, and that's that's a. Today's day and age, you know, with the labor situation where it's 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 hard to find good people, man. I mean, people are really yeah. don't want to work and it's uh you know, it it's it's a tough situation. So I I just yeah. I'm grateful I made it out to, to this side and you know, I'm in I'm in fruit sales, the wife's in uh, wine sales, so it it's it's you know, it's a it's a good situation for us. You know, we're not having to work nights and weekends, holidays, um yeah, you know, able to well, kind of get a balance. Yeah, there's a good balance. And and I'll be honest with you, for the duration of the time that 
I owned restaurants. There was no balance. And, you, you know, before that, running other people's restaurants, balance was very minimal. So, yeah. you know, once COVID got here, you kind of realize, like, what's more important? And and seeing, I guess, the way other people live, like, oh, nights, weekends, holidays, hey, weddings, hey, yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah. and that. Well, that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, it's like, you know what? Maybe <laughs> this is a little more important than trying to go chase a James Beard Award or something like that, which we yeah. were all too focused on. You know, that was the end all be all it's like let's go win these awards let's go you know win this competition win that and it's just you know we're both hyper competitive people and and yeah. but, but and it, Nick it, as it, well you know on the back end the, the silent partner as it were the most competitive person you ever see so we it was always like just keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing everything else gets shoved to the side so it, it becomes it becomes all consuming doesn't it that's literally what it is that everything oh, dude, is. i could i could write a book yeah <laughs> on just like you know the restaurant industry in this city and 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 just it, it that period of time I, although I, I it's i think it's it's over you know there's been a lot of progress as far as um you know labor and, and the me too situation was a big thing yeah. you know because before i mean restaurants were the wild west you know it seemed like sexual harassment ran rampant you know, there were, was, no, uh, there were no rules mandatory. in restaurants. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, drinking and, and drug use and, and and all that. It's just people just, you know, burning the candle at, at both ends and then setting the middle in, on fire as well. You know, that's what that's what working in restaurants is like in the city. And it, it's it's not a good environment for mm. for a lot of people. You know, I don't have a an addictive personality. So for me, you know, I, I've never been one to mess with drugs. Um, you know, I'll drink a lot. And it, it probably was drinking way too much during that period of time, but it, it's 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 a it's a tough thing, you know. Not a lot of people go. Yeah. And luckily, yeah. I you know made it through the other side relatively unscathed, and uh, can now enjoy a more relaxed, you know, well, I suppose lifestyle. Yeah. So as well, you you can look back on it like you you guys won a plethora of awards. You got a lot of praise. You can look at it almost park and say we did that. We were successful, yeah. and now I've moved on to something something else, which is more yeah. fulfilling. In other parts of your life, um, yeah. What would what would you say is your, probably your favorite restaurant in New Orleans now to go to as a just as a customer? Uh, a, couple, a couple of restaurants. Uh, I'll give you a couple place. of them. I'll give you a couple of them. But Pash is number one. Uh, Adam, who is now down, I think two bets to me. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be taking me to Pash whenever he brings his, yeah, uh, his yeah. ass back to yeah. town. Um, I think we have another bet too. So I guess it'll be three for me at that point. But uh, no, Pesh is probably a number one on the list. Always an amazing, amazing meal. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's not anything reinventing the wheel. It, it, it's kind of straightforward, but at the end of the day, it's the most well-executed, you know, restaurant uh, there is. The seafood, I mean, it's just, it, it's perfection when you when you go there like i could take anybody there and say okay this is what we're going to do this and i promise you that person is going to walk out going holy shit that was amazing yeah uh so they're number one in my book um let's see costera which is uh uptown a uh, buddy of mine uh partnered up with the old chef de cuisine from pesh and this one's uh like pesh if you mixed it with some spanish influenced uh cuisine not quite tapas but smaller plates you know not not appetizers entrees salads any of that it's like the menus kind of blended together uh amazing amazing restaurant 
compare Lapan with Nina Compton, amazing restaurant. Um, always have a good time there. I'm trying to think what else. GW Finn's in the French Quarter, probably the only French Quarter restaurant I would recommend. Um, it's a more elevated, high end version of seafood, you know, whereas Pesh is a more laid back, a little bit relaxed. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to have a coat or a tie or any of that stuff on. Um, you know, you can go in a t-shirt and shorts and sit at the bar at Pesh. Yeah. Um, but GW fans, you probably want to throw a shirt on with a collar and, and man, there's some amazing stuff there. Like it's a really, really cool restaurant. Their signature dish is called the uh, scallopet and they take a halibut and then they take scallops and they shave the scallops to where they look like fish scales. And they lay them on top of the halibut. It's it's the coolest thing. It, it, it's such yeah. an innovative dish. Um, they've always got blue uh, just, tuna on the menu. Just on just on that one, Max. I, I remember the first time I went to to the city. I was with my wife, like for the NFC Championship game, <clears throat> and we were a little bit naive in the sense that we didn't book any restaurants. Uh, we we were quite happy to just eat anywhere. But there was one night we thought, right, we'll go out and we'll you know dress up a little bit and and we we just turned up at jw finn's thinking we'd get in <laughs> on a, i think it i think it was on a saturday night and it was like yeah that that's not going to happen so yeah we we attempted to go there um but yeah we we hadn't and yet again this you, you let me about, know when, when you let me know when you guys are coming to town um yeah you know we, we've got enough connections at this point to where you yeah. know, either my wife or i can uh can shoot a text to somebody and get yeah. get get you pretty much in any restaurant. Um, Pesh is man, it's tough to beat. It really is. Yeah. Um, and and where it where is where is Pesh? Pesh is, is in the warehouse district. It's it's okay. It's so not funny. Not too far away. No, not far at all. Um, you know where Emeralds is? You probably uh, let no. me see. I'm trying to think. We know where Koshan is. We've been to Koshan. Okay, you know where Koshan. Okay, so it's the same owners as Koshan. Oh, the same right, okay. so they have uh yeah. they have Pesh, Herb Saint, Koshan, Koshan Butcher, Giada. They're mm. all there's, there's five really good restaurants. Yeah. Me, Pesh is head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. Um, the other ones are they're good. Pesh is elite. Uh, um, okay. Right. But Dan, it's, in that, right. it's in that same area. You know the meme. Where someone's doing that, Max. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing it on my notes. That's what me and Dad are doing at this moment, mate. So, no, it's funny. It, it's it's funny. We've actually started to compile a list. And let me actually pull it up because it comes up all the damn time where, you know, yeah. people are like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, where would you want to go eat? And let me see. Yeah, it's funny. So the NOLA Essentials, this is what we were calling the list we're compiling. So if you wanted to, first and foremost, I put Hanson's on there because you got to get a snowball from Hanson's. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. Uh, Klessy Seafood for boiled crawfish. So when you come to, to New Orleans during crawfish season, Klessy is the, it's the best crawfish in the city. Uh, a muffalata, you know, the traditional Oh, I, I had my jazz fest. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. So you got to yeah. go to Central Grocery in the French Quarter to get one of those. Yeah. Um, Cafe Du Monde. Everyone needs to go to at least once. Go have a beignet at Cafe Du Monde. Yeah. Uh, for seafood, I have on here Passion GW Fins. Classic New Orleans restaurant. Like if it, if it's the quintessential New Orleans restaurant, Clancy's. It's further uptown. It is fucking fantastic. 
Um, we have a very prominent Vietnamese population in this city. Yeah. So our mm. Vietnamese yeah. restaurants are killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few really good ones here as well. I, I love, I eat Vietnamese food two or three times a week. Yeah. You know, and I don't care how hot it is outside. I'll still have a big bowl of pho and, and enjoy the <laughs> shit out of it. But um, yeah, man, there's some really there's some really good spots in this city, but it's probably not the ones you're going to see on a billboard when you when you uh, get off the plane and you're walking through the uh, you know the uh, the airport and you see a sign up for. It's probably not going to be one of the ones you see. It's mm-hmm. going to be one of them that's a little more, I guess, uh, incognito. People don't talk about as much. You know, those are usually the best restaurants, but Pesh is my A number one, if I had to pick one. Yeah. In in All terms right. of Dan, the... Um... When, Dan, sorry to interrupt. When we're in uh, over in November, I think we need to pre-book. I yeah. think we need to yeah, go for sure. for sure. Whether it be th- well, I've, Thursday I've pre-booked... night, Friday night. Where, where we went last time, I made sure I'd booked Kashon because I'd seen... Yeah. Uh, I'd seen... Uh, what, uh, his name's gone now, and I love him, out of Jack Ryan and The Wire... He's like the one. Wendell name. Pierce. Wendell Pierce. He yeah, went there yeah, with yeah. Phil. Somebody threw it to Kashan, and I watched the episode. And I was like, I'm fucking eating there, hundred percent. And I booked. It yeah, man, it. it's good. It's good. And uh, really nice. Yeah, it was good. I'm gonna tell you though, Pesh beats it up. It's the same company, but Pesh yeah, beats yeah, it yeah. up. Like yeah. they, they it, yeah, man, it's like if Derek Carr is Kashan, like Drew Brees is Pesh. You know um, what I mean? It's like. He's he's just gonna gonna walk all over him, no matter what. Max, I, I think I think you've sold that to every Saints fan on the planet. Just with they're that gonna statement. have a queue every, every, every game. Just, just have a, a, a stream of international fans rocking up and say, "Max sent me." Um, Max, hey, yeah. hey, that's awesome, man! Look, and and, and yeah. any time, any way I can help as far as getting reservations or anything like that, you know, let me know. We can uh, we can make yeah. a call. Max, out of not the, saying it's a guarantee, but there's a good there's a good shot. No, can, it's uh, a fair, thank, fair, thank you, thank you for that, Max. Thank you. I was going to say, in terms, in terms of the like the quintessentially New Orleans dishes that people think of, yeah, they are the ones that we get over here is generally jambalaya and it's shit and it's butchered. It, what to you is the classic New Orleans meal that you would say to someone if you're coming over, <sighs> you have to try a proper version of this. It's tough because gumbo is always something you hear about when you hear New Orleans. Now, the reality is the best gumbo you're going to have is the one that someone's aunt makes. I fucking said this. Max, Max, prior to coming on uh, the pod, myself and Dan had a two, three, five-minute chat before we hooked up. And Dan was saying that I want to ask Max this question, and I I think he'll say it's your aunt. It's your mom. It's your this. It's true, makes it. And yeah. look, look, you guys, you guys ask Ryan, you know, yeah. ask him, hey, what's the best gumbo you've ever had? Uh, he says it's his mom's. His mom or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, 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 and honestly, it's true. You know, it, it's, uh, it's because it has to be made a certain way. There's the way you're doing the roux. You know, like my wife makes a badass gumbo, but man, the effort that she puts into it to make it is... It's a lot, man. And it's not for everybody. You you can't buy the the the, the pre-made roux or any of that shit. Like you gotta be in there constantly uh, I, stirring it, making sure, you know, it's not burning, but keeping it at that that exact level. Um, I, I make I make my own gumbo and etouffee because you can't get it here. 
and you just I just spend like 20 minutes half and I just yeah. stir in it constantly just make sure it doesn't burn yeah you have to man work. and it, look it's the process and not a lot of people are willing to do it you know and like my mom's yeah. one that my mom I, like her gumbo ain't the best one so that, I'm not one that say that. <laughs> she'll take the uh, she'll take she'll take the shortcut on it she'll buy the pre-made she's, she's the exception to the rule She's the yeah. exception to the rule, you know, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. she'll she'll uh, she'll take the shortcut by buying like the pre-made roux and 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 doing yeah. that. You know, you got to put the elbow grease into it, and you yeah. know, like anything else, like a good jambalaya. Like I've always thought jambalaya is overrated. Uh, you know, it, it's it's like a poor man's paella. You know, and I, yeah. I understand like if you catch a good paella, yeah. and, you know, and the crust is is right. It's going to be really good, but man, too many times it's just it's butchered when people do it, and it, it's it's not it's not as good as it's cracked up to be. Um, mm. Crawfish, I classy if you're going to a restaurant, but man, the reality is, you know, there's probably someone who's cut your cousin makes the boils the best crawfish in the backyard. Because that's yeah. the best when you're doing it in the backyard. You know, you got the big six foot tables lined up. Table, yeah, you got yeah. Newspapers yeah. lined up over them. You know, yeah. right when they're boiled, you pour them out over the uh, over the table, and then you sit there and you eat them right away. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and uh, you're uh, not getting you're not getting that that experience at a restaurant. No, because uh, at that point they're mass producing it for however many yeah. co- people come in. Um, trying oh, to you did yeah, you, well, you did that for us, didn't you? When we came to the the post, and you said so, you over said um, you've got to eat now while it's hot. Yeah, that was uh, that was Clessy's crawfish. So we we had him. So that's my cousin's restaurant. We had him. Uh, we had Clessy get his people out there, and they were boiling the whole day. And you guys, luckily, luckily, like it was right when these suckers were coming out. It's the right. And those were good. That those were. I'd been eating them all day. You know, as they were coming <laughs> out, those were uh, those were hitting. That's what they should taste like. And Max, look, Max, not going to get that out, anywhere. I, in order to get. To the post in order to have that dish, I sacrificed half an hour of Jill Scott live at Jazz Fest so that we could get <laughs> out early and we could get to the post that I hey man, look. like Dan will tell you it was almost like he was dragging me, he was dragging me away. Jill Scott's one of my faves. Yeah. Look, we we appreciate it, and uh, I think but it was also <laughs> it's a good thing because you got to you got to really get crawfish at the right moment you know what i mean yeah. because it's, if you don't man if they've been sitting out too long and and a lot of times that happens in restaurants where you know maybe they cooked them they didn't sell them right away they'll reheat them the meat kind of breaks apart it, it, it's not the same it's like it's one of those time sensitive dishes where you need to yeah. get it when it's ready and you guys got it when it was ready and that's that's a true representation of crawfish yeah. That's um, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying really to think, of, and but and yeah, again, minute, by the way, by the way, that? Max, can I can I just say, like, for anybody who's visiting the city, uh, have a look at the post. What is beautiful about that, apart from the food, I think myself and Dan touched on it when we were there. The bar is immaculate, isn't it? The bar is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. A little bit British as well, like our pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really liked the inside. And the outside is cool, beautiful cool. as well. Really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, they did a great job with it. You know, my cousin yeah. who's one of the owners. He uh, he owns a construction company. So he he did all of the renovation work there. And it needed a lot. And uh, yeah. they, God, we had just opened the doors, I think, the week before. 
Yeah. So, you know, very little ramp yeah. up time. It's just kind of like jumping to the fire. I helped him open it up and it was, uh, it was a fun time, but, uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's, 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 there's some, I'm trying to think of some other quintessential dishes, bananas, foster. Yeah. Know, I've never had that. And that's something I desperately. I've, I've made have. it myself, but I, I've no idea if it tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. So. <laughs> it, yeah. When it's done correctly, is a badass dish. I'm not a yeah. I'm not a dessert person at all. You know, my dessert's not, another another yeah. whiskey. Um my man, bad. I'm with you. Yeah. Or I'll order foie gras again. If foie gras is on the menu, I'll get another piece for dessert. But uh it's uh when it's done well, it's really good. Um trying to think what else. I know I'm forgetting something. Everybody talks about red beans and rice, but I mean I didn't I didn't grow up in a household that was doing red beans and rice on Monday, like the the uh, you know everybody thinks everyone in New Orleans Ma- does. Max, can I can I just point something out? You're going to really upset Dan now. What's that? Well, I've I've actually red, red, red beans I, and rice is Dan's thing. He well, it's got it? a challenge. Hey, look, I, yeah, he's got a challenger now because I made etouffee at home for the first time, and it was fucking really not. I didn't. It wasn't seafood etouffee. I made it with chicken, but it was fucking banging. It was really good. Yeah, and look, man, red beans and rice is not my thing. You know, people love it. I think I've heard Ryan talk about it a bunch. You know, look, it's not my thing. I know there's the perception that everybody in New Orleans eats red beans and rice on Mondays. My family didn't. That's how the land. Yeah, look, it is what it is, but uh, I've never been big on it. It's not my thing, Um, but people do love it. Yeah. Uh, Gumbo, I, I love. Like a good gumbo is mm. like we'll we'll make it once it gets cold. You know, once it get around like November into December, that's when we'll make a big a big pot of gumbo. And you know, we'll make way too much, but it's perfect because you can go ahead and you can throw some in the freezer, and you can throw some into the uh, fridge, and you can eat it over the period of like a week or two. And it's, Ma- it, Max, it gets better as Ma- it's coming. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Max. Can I can I just pull you up on something there? Um, I love the way that. People who live in New Orleans, Louisiana, say when it gets cold. Um, what, what is cold? <laughs> Explain to us what cold is. Um, uh, uh, cold here we, is probably like fifty degrees in most people's eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, well, here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: the humidity, because the humidity yeah, amplifies yeah. every fucking thing here. So right now. <laughs> It's 102 degrees. Well, it was when I was yeah, outside. Yeah. When we were getting snowballs, it was 102 degrees. The feels like temperature was like 109, 110 because the humidity is ramping shit up. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, man. It, it's Today was one of those days where I, I question why the fuck I live here. I'm like, why am <laughs> yeah. I not in California, you know, sitting by an ocean, you yeah. know, just enjoying like a nice cool breeze, and 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 I'm just like the the, I'm just uh, the the only thing that I can I I can think, which is probably very similar to you. I remember I went to Egypt about God. I'm trying to think how old my kids are. Uh, I, I went to Egypt 21. About, yeah, that, but yeah. 14 years. Max ago. knows. <laughs> Max, man, you're you're a savant yourself. Yeah, I went about 14 years ago and we were in we were in Egypt and it was, it was like um a hundred, I think it was it got to 110. They had a heat wave, it was brutal. And I remember coming out one night and we sat down, we'd had dinner in an air-conditioned uh restaurant, and then we all went out and we sat down and we had drinks. Yeah. And I sat down there and 
whatever it was to add a beer or a whiskey or whatever it was. And literally within three minutes, my legs were just dr- literally, it was like I pissed myself. It, it was like that's you no, that was me you today. That humidity. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. that was me today. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time I could. So that, that was the one occasion that I feel felt that I can't imagine living with that. Oh God, dude. Yeah. And look, I, we're fortunate. We live on the water. So mm. our condo is literally, there's a little peninsula that goes out on Lake Pontchartrain and we're surrounded by boats and it's kind yeah. of this secret little area that most people don't know about in the city. And we're right on the water. So we have three yeah. balconies, all that. And there's a little bit of a breeze. Dude, it's still hot as fuck. That breeze ain't is doing that, anything. Is that one of those hot breezes, though, Max? Oh, Because man, they're, it, they're brutal. <laughs> they're they're suffocating. You step out for you. Nope, not today. <laughs> I don't I don't know whether to comp it to opening up an oven, you know, when yeah. you're baking, like, a, a cake or something, or opening up a Did dishwasher it, in the middle of the cycle. Uh, it's yeah. got a dishwasher. It goes in between those. This one, this one just brings the humidity because the steam comes up as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's it's somewhere in between there, depending on the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. The, but it's, the, it's uh, that thing about levels. the oven. It's the thing about the oven when you forget the oven's hot and you just open up and then suddenly yeah. it just burns your fucking face. It's like, oh, oh dude, it's brutal. It's yeah. brutal. Oh. I, I I just I'm I'm if you can't tell, I'm ready to get the hell out of the city for like seven days. We're gonna go to <laughs> yeah. beach. I don't mind it, just temperature if I can jump into a body of water. Yeah, you know, mm. and, and uh, that that cures everything. But yeah, I can't jump in the water here. There's, there's all kind of just shit. A, I, I think Max, just the last question, maybe on food. Um, so obviously, the, the pod that we do, we sort of try and grab international fans and try and people who have never been to the city and and we know and we've spoken about it before like so the the guys that we're talking about who are coming over this year for the first time are tourists so they're going to do everything that tourists should do hit bourbon right. Right. Uh, you know obviously do all that stuff around it is there a do you know of a hole in the wall or a food joint which is not high level, which is just somewhere that they ought to go and grab something to eat, which would would be sort of phenomenal for them. Man, I'm not asking much. <laughs> that is, uh, you know what? Give me give me a little time to let that one marinate. Yeah, and yeah. I promise you, by the time you guys are making it down here in November, well before then, I'll have an answer for you. But that one off the top of my head. Ah, shit. That's uh, it's just one of those, man. That's tough. That's a real the the reason I sort of ask it. I remember I I came over to New Orleans. I think I'm trying to think now. It was two years ago. I I came over to I came over on my own to the city for two weeks on my own. I then went up to New York and I met Dan and we went to a Jets game. So I was here for the Bills. And the Cowboys during that season where we were fucking awful and we mm-hmm. got annihilated by the Bills and just about lost to the Cowboys. Um, but I remember going up to Frenchman. Dan will tell you my thing about coming up to the city is I'll have a drink, but I have to go to Frenchman. I have to listen to musicians. Yeah, I've oh, just yeah. got to listen. Yeah, I've, I've just got everything. Come in, look, come into my ears. That's what I want. Yeah. And I remember going up there once and I, I saw. For whatever reason, I bumped into a couple of guys who I didn't 
you the city didn't know them drank with them had a great time and they thought right i'm going up to frenchman i hadn't eaten all day i got to frenchman there is a food truck at frenchman i was like thank god for that and it's the best thing that i ate <laughs> it literally in the whole two weeks i was there it's probably the best thing i had this pork sandwich and it was just incredible um that's the beauty of the city because you can go anywhere around the city and you'll find yeah. a hole in the wall which will give you something which is incredible we had that dan when we went to ocean springs didn't we where well, ocean springs that's where, my, that's where my wife's from oh uh, yeah yeah so myself and dan when we went to mardi gras last year we were there for mardi gras and then we went to ocean springs i think it was for three days wasn't it mate three days yeah we've got a friend out there so huh. yeah 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 yeah, we were just um, there uh, about three weeks ago, and uh, man, I don't know what the main street is. In, government Street. You know, yeah, holy shit, it was popping off, man. We got some yeah. nice places down there, some nice restaurants. They're really great, great. Well, dude, yeah, it's, it's why. So, so my wife's parents owned a po' boy <laughs> shop in Ocean Springs for 30 years. So once oh, COVID wow. hit, they decided to go ahead and shut it down. You know, they were winning awards for like best po' boy and all that. Yeah. Um, so they shut it down because I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I hadn't really stayed at Ocean Springs other than staying at their house, you know, for like a day or two. And we ended up, um, we were going to see Anthony Jeselnik at, uh, nice. at one of the casinos in Biloxi. So we said, fuck it, we'll stay in Ocean Springs. You know, we'll go to the show. We'll get something to eat before. And then we'll come back and go hang out in Ocean Springs if there's anywhere to hang out. Man, we get back and Government Street looked like fucking Bourbon Street. Like every jumping. bar was <laughs> packed and we went, you know, up and down the street, had a good time, checked out everywhere. And like, she was like, I don't remember it being like this, you know, and it, it just was mind blowing. I had no idea that yeah. there was this side of Ocean Springs. It's, it's the fucking go-karts. They're all on golf, golf carts, aren't they? Oh, oh man, they're everywhere. Oh, <laughs> and there was golf carts. And, but there well, was and it was funny because LSU, LSU was in the College World Series the weekend we were there. And it was, I want to say, like the second to last game. And, uh, yeah. you know, so the one bar, the office was packed. Everybody was watching the LSU game. We ended up going down to one. I think it was like a Mexican restaurant in the daytime. And it turned into a big club at night. I wonder what that is. Black lights in there. Is, is, yeah. is that the one with the open air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We know it. Dude, yeah. Black lights on. <laughs> yeah. Fucking people had, uh, you know, all different kind of like, you know, the glow in the dark paint and stuff all over them. I'm like, where the fuck am I? Oh my god, this is Ocean Springs. It's supposed to be sleepy. What is this? And I'm texting people. I, I texted Nick. I'm like, you're not gonna believe this. Well, Ocean <laughs> Springs is popping. He's like, you've had too much to drink. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I have had yeah. too much to drink, but it's popping. And I'm showing <laughs> them like what, pictures and videos. It's crazy. It was almost what I imagined like a, a sleepy college town to be like, and, and with, at night people sort of the students get active and stuff. It was oh, I, I really liked I, it. The waffle the waffle house was all right as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waffle House, Waffle yeah. House is fucking great. I love Waffle House. Look, like if yeah. you're gonna tell me I look, no bullshit, every year and it'll be a week from today on my birthday, we will be at Waffle House in Destin, Florida. And I will take I will have the big dish of hash browns with probably some eggs on top of it. And I'm gonna take the bacon. And I'm going to put the number four and the number five <laughs> on my plate. And it's going to go up on Instagram because every year it's tradition. The Walter White, put your na- put your age and bacon on top of the plate. And it happens every year at Waffle House. So that'll be next Friday. I promise you. 
And uh, <laughs> I love I, Waffle House is my favorite restaurant. I'm not even kidding you. I will go there. <laughs> I, I would weigh 300 pounds if I if I had my own way because I would go there five times a week. I did in college. Yeah. Uh, Waffle House is is God, I love it. But okay. I just thought of a I just thought of a kind of hole in the wall spot. Probably doesn't qualify as a hole in the wall because there, I think there's three locations now. There's one in uh, Baton Rouge, and then there's one on the West Bank, and there's also one on uh, Chapatula Street. It's called Barracuda, and it's right now it's probably our favorite go-to lunch spot. We went for lunch today. We immediately yeah. went down the street two blocks to Hanson's right after. Uh, some of the best like beef tacos you'll ever have. That's you know traditional beef tacos yeah. not not the ground yeah, yeah. beef you know taco bell shit yeah yeah just really proper, really bar- good barbacoa, beef tacos. proper barbacoa beef tacos yeah uh just really really good beef tacos uh she gets the uh, usually a chicken tacos the uh the queso is fantastic the the salsa which I, i'm a big salsa guy and the salsa is fucking fantastic um it's it, we've been probably like the last seven saturdays for lunch and it's just become this, it's now it's tradition. We'll go there and then we go yeah. to Hanson's down the street. And that takes up, you know, three hours of our Saturday. But uh, <laughs> I'll try to think of uh, some other ones. You know, I'm probably going to come back with a Vietnamese spot. Uh, yeah. Because those are truly hole-in-the-wall places that you don't hear about. Yeah. And, man, there's some badass ones here where, uh, yeah. like, if, if you want a really good pho, there's a few of them to go to. But if you want everything else, there's this one called Tan Den. Not a hole in the wall, you know. Anyone in the industry in New Orleans knows about it. Uh, I'm not sure about, I guess, people outside of the state. But man, there are some of the there's these uh, uh, Korean short ribs. They're insane. Um, lemongrass chicken wings. They're just ridiculous. Like this is one of those. It's good, man. It, it's it's really yeah. good. And and uh, I love Asian food. Sushi. There's a spot. Kind of hole in the wall, that, and it's one of the best sushi spots you'll ever see. That's in uh, the middle of Fat City, we call it, in uh, Metairie. So it's, if yeah. you like sushi, I'm going to point you in that direction. So that's another good one. But I'll try to think of something uh, a little more not uh, ethnic as far as uh, a hole yeah. in the wall spot. But I'll, I'll come uh, up with yeah. something. Hey, look, well, th- th- Max, thank you. Uh, genuinely, thank you for everything. I, I, I've got one last thing that I, I personally want to ask. Okay. It's not even, it's about, I need your um, predictions for the season. We do that with everybody who comes onto the pod. Um, so it's, <laughs> it, so it, need... it's fu- yeah, it, it's it's funny. So we did the uh, the schedule episode of the podcast and, uh, you know, we went through it game by game. Yeah. And I think I had us at 14 wins. Corey had us at 13. <laughs> Nick had us at 11. And before yeah. we started this exercise, Nick and I were both like, no, we're going to win 11 games. And somehow yeah. in the course of drinking and talking this out, I got to 14. He yeah. told me that. And I said, well, no, that's wrong. I said, we're going to win 11 <laughs> games. So I'm going to say we're going to win 11 games. Well, uh, Max, that'll, that, will, that will win me my bet with Adam. Which is fine. Unfortunately for, unfortunately for you, we do it by a game by game basis. I, I don't want to hear your. Oh, we can do that. Week. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to go through it. So the first okay. thing we're going to do, right? Tit- Titans at home, win or loss. That's a win. Cool. That's a win. All right. The Panthers away. 
That should be a win, but we have lost two in a row to the Panthers in week two, if I'm not mistaken, at Carolina the last two years. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm saying win. All right, Savon. We were talking earlier <laughs> about those, but yeah. Uh, Packers away. Packers away. Um, I think on our schedule pod, I gave us the win, but yeah. I think that might be an L because I think Jordan Love is going to be better than people think. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say an L for right now. Okay. Um the Bucks at home. Bucks at home. We don't know if it's Baker or if it's Trask. They've still got the weapons. Yeah. It should be a win. I'm going to say a win. It's one of those yeah. it's going to be closer than it should be. Yeah. Uh, Patriots away. I'm going to call that one a loss. It's just right. one of those on paper, Mac Jones. They yeah. haven't been as strong recently, but no. it's, it's Belichick coaching for his coaching life. Uh, call it a loss. All right. It's an AFC game. Um, Who's that? Texans away. Okay, Texans, that better be a win. Yeah. Um, Jags at home. Jags at home. Mm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call it I'm gonna call it a loss. And I think oh, it's okay. uh one of my favorite players coming out of college, Travis Etienne. I think Etienne coming back home, you know, he's from up the road in Baton Rouge. I think Etienne has a big game. I'll call that one a loss. Okay. Um, Colts away. Colts. Uh, that's a sneaky one, man. Look, it, it's mobile. You know, I know the Colts. Had a, I, know the, I know the Colts. I know the Colts had a high. Draft. <laughs> Look, I know the Colts had a high draft pick this year. That team's yeah. good, man. Uh, you know the quarterbacks really have been there. Their Achilles heel over the last couple of years. You know they had yeah. the corpse of Matt Ryan playing quarterback for them. It, it kind of depends on who's playing. I'm going to call it a win. I think I called it a loss on ours, but I'm going to I'm going to call it a win. You know, okay. it's, we we always we always do very well against Gardner Minshew and uh, Anthony Richardson. He's he's not ready to play, so we'll call it a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that I mean that scary thing is like if if that kid is. If he puts it together, become, it's going to be frightening. If he becomes yeah. ready to play, then it's like, oh, my fucking God, what are we doing? Uh, mm -hmm. The Bears at home. We're going to lose that one. We're losing either the Colts <laughs> or the Bears game. No, no, no. Max, we're gonna... man, that, that's yeah, that's yeah, why we're coming over. Well, come on, come on. <laughs> come on. This, is, this is what we call the reverse jinx right here. <laughs> so you're going to thank okay. me. You're going to thank me in November. I'll, I'll be yeah, Because you're going to say, days. hey, you, you picked you you this as a loss. You're going to thank me in November. I can assure you, the only way I'll be thanking you if that result goes the way you've just said is if you can get me a fucking face off, my friend. That's the only way. <laughs> we'll be banging right. on like Kashan's door, going, "Give us some smoky fucking bacon and some whiskey." <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, they don't. They don't. They don't do the face bacon like we do. Uh, so they, uh, we'll have to. We'll figure something out. But uh, me, no, me, I, me I think Dan, we we're, we're going to lose. Dan will be going to a wholesalers and buying a, a whole fucking hog just to yeah, do it ourselves we're, in a hotel room. I think I think we lose either the Colts or the Bears. I don't know which one. One of them is all right. Yeah, right. The uh, the Vikings away. 
loss. Lose? Yeah. yeah. Um, right, so we have a bye week, and then we're into the Falcons away. Win. Fucking Falcons win. Yeah. Uh, so we got the three stretched out at home. The Lions at home. That one's going to be a fun one. I think we win that one, but it's going to be a fun yeah. one. I think this is where we kind of go on a little stretch where we win. We string some wins together. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers at home. Uh, Panthers at home. What did I say for week two? Loss or win? Uh, you said win. We lose this one. We're going to split with them. All right. It feels like a split. Uh, and the Giants at home. I think we win that one. Yeah. I mean, also, they've got the whole Saquon thing, which is up in the air as well, haven't they? Uh, the Rams away. Win. The Bucks away. Did I say we beat them the first time? Uh, Bucks, yeah, we beat them the first time. Uh this is one. I, I feel like a lot of splits are coming. It's going to surprise people. <sighs> Give me a loss on that one. I think we split with the Bucks and the Panthers. Okay. And finally, the Falcons at home. Win. Yeah. Always right. beat the Falcons. What well, am I at? 10? You point, you're at 10 at 7. 10 and 7. 10 and so seven. Matt, I think we, been... I, I'll be honest with you. I think we get to 11. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but I think we get to yeah. 11. Yeah. yeah. My, my bet with Adam is. Oh, fuck, I don't remember what it is. I think it's over eight. Yeah. So he's he's going to lose that, so it's fine. I mean, for as I, much I, as he I, knows, I, look, look, I, shout out I, to I, Adam. For, for as much as he knows, there's a lot he doesn't know. And this is why yeah, I like for as much, <laughs> I think I think what you were saying there, Max, is for as much as he knows, he knows shit. <laughs> and look, I, I, Adam, Adam, I know you're listening. I love you. But you will lose this bet just like you lost the last two. So yeah. it's it's kind of one of these we got to keep him down. in his place every once in a while. He gets a little big, too big for his britches, and we cut him down with these bets. All right, Max, I've got to ask a personal question. Uh, I don't know if you've been to both of these cities for a game, um, but I'm, I'm I'm so obviously we're all coming over for the um, Bears game. But I'm so I'm either looking at coming over a little bit early and going to the Colts away. Or maybe leaving it a little bit later and going to the Vikings away, or trying to persuade my wife that I could come over in December to have the Lions and the Panthers. If it wasn't the Lions and the Panthers, which of those two cities, the Colts and the Vikings, would you recommend that I go to? Colts, Colts. Indianapolis really? is, is fan downtown. Indianapolis is fantastic. Oh, really? Uh, there is one of the uh, the most famous steakhouses in the country, St. Elmo's. Um, it's when you hear about the NFL draft and you know yeah. you hear about all the all the executives and front office people are going to this one restaurant. It's St. Elmo's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we've been there. The wine list is, is ridiculous. Uh, they have a a shrimp cocktail dish. It's one of the hottest fucking cocktail sauces I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, we, we, we took it as a challenge to to have this dish, and all four of us got it. We took a bite of it. No one said a word. And it was like three <laughs> minutes later, we're all like, holy fuck. It was <laughs> it's it's uh, St. Elmo's. Yeah, dude, I like spicy. That's coming from a man born, born in the South. 
Yeah, dude, I like spicy like, food. Oh, wow. it, it was it was yeah. a kick in the balls, but uh downtown Indianapolis was awesome. Oh really? We had a great time. Cool. Uh, I I would I would pick Indianapolis over most right. cities if I had to. Uh Chicago Chicago is my pick over any city if I'm if I'm if I'm uh if it's an away game, yeah. If it's an away game, Chicago is the best. This is this might be sacrilegious to say, but Chicago is the best food city in the country, and it's it's the way it is. It is it's, yeah. it's just the best, and uh, the restaurant scene there is off the charts. And uh, if we if we would ever move to a different city, it would probably be Colorado, uh, Chicago. It's it's fucking fantastic. Oh wow, yeah, okay. We go once or twice a year. I'll be there in August for a Springsteen concert. Um, oh, nice. I saw Springsteen in High Park last week. He was fucking amazing. No shit. That's awesome. We're going to see yeah, him, uh, I want to say, at Wrigley Field. So, uh, right. oh, we're oh, wow. Too. So, yeah, we'll yeah, be there uh, mid, mid-August mid for that. So, Brilliant. Chicago is just, I mean, man, I can give you more restaurants in Chicago to go to than I can in New Orleans. Like, it is it is <laughs> yeah, a yeah, yeah. of a city, dude. I love it. Oh, brilliant. All right. Well, Max, thank you, my friend. And, Absolutely, and by man. the way, thank thank you for being on for so long with us. Yeah, no, uh, no. Look, I told you guys. I mean, I'm in full on vacation mode, and uh, yeah, I, I might not even pack. I'm just going to go in the clothes I got and wear the same shit every day. So it's, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm good, man. As long as you guys want to go, yeah. I'm good to go. So no, we we oh, really appreciate thank it. You, That's mate. Been- been a great episode i've really enjoyed every minute of it so thank you so much uh, absolutely it's been brilliant thank you man no man had a, had a great time thanks for having me on guys it was uh, uh it was awesome and look we'll get you guys on uh on our pod at some point you know yeah, maybe, that'd, be, maybe that'd we, be amazing maybe we yeah. split it and up ju- and do do you know multiple episodes i don't know we'll figure it out that'd be great yeah and, and just uh last one on that for anyone who listens to that please listen to the 28 and 3 podcast if you've listened to the whole of this podcast you would have heard me and dan um being very very uh happy about their their podcast and at, and there you go like if you watch it on youtube you can see the merch um their podcast is absolutely fantastic if you're a saints fan if you'd like people who just talk this shit listen to their <laughs> podcast please i appreciate it thank you guys for the uh yeah, for the yeah. shout out thanks for having me on man awesome time appreciate all it. right thanks, cheers man. max thank you very much my friend take care absolutely all right, guys, take care. We'll see you bye. in uh, November, hopefully before. Yeah, see you then, mate. Definitely. Take, take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Take bye. care, man.